Well, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. You took a leap of faith because you don't know me and I could just be some weirdo. So thank you for coming on the stream and, and hanging out with us and hanging out with the chat. I just have so many questions to ask you. And I was telling my chat the whole week that I was actually very nervous to talk to you. I, I've met some like very famous people, but for some reason, um, <laughs> because Last of Us 2 is just such a, to me, it's like such a wonderful game and we can get into that later. Uh, so to have your face attached to that, it just makes me kind of starstruck in this moment. So thanks for lending your celebrity to this humble podcast. Oh, no problem. I've been very nervous this week too. <laughs> for oh this, no, so why? You're not alone. Uh, I just, um, I've never done anything like this before. Really? The first time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, um, you get, you have a good experience and then you can do it again sometime. But, um, yeah. So I figured maybe we could just start at the beginning because I don't really know too much about you. So um, maybe go ahead and introduce, introduce yourself. Um, what are you about? Where are you from? How did you get into the games industry? All that kind of stuff. Uh, for sure. So um, my name is Jocelyn Mettler. I'm a game developer. Um, I'm, a, I'm a VFX artist now. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest and I went to school for animation. I really wanted to be a 2D animator. But while I was there, I kind of switched over to 3D. And then I graduated and moved to Los Angeles and, you know, I re kind of realized I wasn't that passionate about 3D animation. So I started looking at other options and I ended up taking a QA job, uh, quality assurance at Naughty Dog, working on Uncharted 4. Um, during that time, I, that's when I started to get interested in VFX and I started to learn how to do that. And then for Uncharted The Lost Legacy, I actually got to help out um, the VFX team and work as a VFX artist. Um, I guess it's like a support role, like very, very junior role, um, which was very cool. Um, and in between that uh, time, it was right after we, we wrapped Uncharted 4 is when I was approached by the concept team and asked if they wouldn't mind, if I wouldn't mind if they used my face for the new character and the new game they were working on. Mm -hmm. And they explained who Abby was. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, this sounds awesome. I always wanted to be a video game character. Like, that was totally my motivation for it. Um, they explained who she was and what she did. So I've always known, but um, yeah, I, I never really thought people would figure out who I was. Like it wasn't my intention to like get famous or like, uh, I, I never think I never planned on announcing that I was the face model for Abby, uh -huh. but some people on Reddit found it out about a week after the game came out. So here I am. <laughs> so what was your, um, did they tell you sort of the specific plot points that, that like the major plot points that, you know, like she, you know, the thing happens with the Joel and I, I guess I'm a little careful because maybe some people in the chat maybe haven't played the game. So I'm, I don't know. Okay. I feel like we can go full spoiler at this point. And if you haven't yeah, played the like... game, maybe come back and circle back around to the podcast. But, um, so they told it's... you that she was going to kill Joel and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So they told me right away, like, um, this woman named Ashley who is a concept lead there like approached me I was like on my lunch break making my lunch and she's like you're Jocelyn right um could I maybe use you for reference for a new character and I was like sure she's like come by my desk after lunch and so I went and sat down and she showed me the concept work for the character and like kind of what they were thinking and at that point they're like maybe we'll just use like your nose or your ears you know um but we just want to get some reference photos and she explained like who Abby was and they're like she's gonna be like strong like muscular built um, and she does kill Joel, um, but she does it because of, um, like, she has her reasons, and she's also going to be a second playable character in the game. And I was like, that that sounds crazy, <laughs> but that sounds that's really cool. I would love to be a part of this. Um, and then eventually I got 
before I left, I left the company in, in 2017 after Lost Legacy wrapped. But before I left, I uh, Neil did his story pitch, which was a video that was sent out to the whole company. So I watched that. So I knew the whole story mm -hmm. before I left. And did they show actual like footage from the game that they had uh, so far at that point? I mean, I, I guess I'm just wondering what was the, what was it like the first oh. time seeing your image up there attached to such a, I mean, I, I feel like oh. The Last of Us in terms of single player experiences as a, as a franchise is probably, probably top five. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty significant to have your face attached to su such a thing. And maybe we should clarify too. And you, you had clarified in the DMs that, um, that there were there were multiple actors involved with the creation of Abby. There was someone doing the voice. There was someone doing the mocap, and then there was you, um, yeah, doing the face. But um, yeah, I mean, what was that like? I mean, what was the first time you saw her on the screen attached to this game? So um, it was in like I was still I was working on Lost Legacy at the time, but they had me go down to San Diego and get my head scanned for the character. Um, and so I saw like a, like a, like a bare 3d model of my head first. Um, and then they slowly started and they used somebody else for the body model, a, a CrossFit athlete. Um, she's Olympian now, actually. Um, her name's Colleen Fosh. Um, wow. they scanned her body and like combined our, us. And then Laura did, Laura Bailey did the acting and the mocap and all that. Um, so I saw, you know, like the, the plain, mo like, just like weird, like just flat texture model first and then they slowly started putting her together and i got to like i don't know if you've ever seen a game that is like very pre-alpha where they just their their bodies aren't fully formed they kind of got weird crab hands sure, so like yeah. i didn't see her like in her glory until um after i left and the second game trailer came out the one where they you know the one with abby where she gets tied up in the woods and she gets saved by the kids and then they you know run off um, that was the first time I actually saw her like fully animated and it blew my mind. I was actually, I had gone back to Naughty Dog for a Halloween party and it was like a couple days before they were going to release the trailer and Neil came up to me. He's like, oh, have you seen it yet? So he, I was like, no. And he took me over to his desk and showed it to me. And I was just like, like, I don't know, like, I didn't even know what to say. I was amazed because the, they have some of the best animators and the oh, way yeah. like, even like her like nose, like brushed up against the ground it was so well done and it was very strange uh i was like that's me but it's not me this is so weird <laughs> well we i want to circle back around to last of us but um i want to also talk about um your experience with 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 game development i mean what that that seems to me like such a stressful job and yeah. um i'm sure the hours are are pretty wild sometimes and um do you have to have a certain personality to to get into that sort of uh, an industry or to to get into that sort of a uh, a uh, profession? I mean, do you, I guess um yeah, I mean just generally speaking, what is what's that experience like for you being a developer? Yeah, um so different studios um have different like policies when it comes to crunch and overtime. The studio I work at now, we don't crunch unless we want to, like unless we agree to take on like more work. Um, so it's never a required thing. Um, Naughty Dog did crunch and we crunched when I was there on Uncharted 4, uh, which was long hours. But at the time, I, you know, I was kind of down for it. I was like, I finally found like a job or like, a, a, you know, something that I was passionate about and excited about. So I didn't mind being there the long hours. But it did get by the end of The Lost Legacy. I was like, I'm I'm tired of doing that. Sure. Um, I, you know, that's, 
and so there is a lot of burnout. Like there's a lot of people that I started doing QA with who don't work in games anymore because it was just too much. And a lot of people who have moved on to like other departments and uh, higher positions. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a mixed bag. It's, it's, if you, if the passion is there and um, you are able to either like deal with long hours or if you can find a position at a studio that has less intense hours, then, you know, it, it can work out. <laughs> and you're also a, um, a streamer yourself you, you're a partner streamer right you, um you, yeah uh, how did you how did you been had you been a streamer before the last of us stuff came around no. or was this something that oh okay so had you had any new. intentions of becoming a streamer at any point or was it just like whoa this is all this attention i'm getting may as well just try to yeah, turn it, it into was, something it was kind of that so at first um when people found out who i was i so the thing about me is i've i didn't grow up on the internet I didn't have it at home when I was a kid. And so I've never, I'm not very online and I never really have been. And, and what I mean by that is I don't, um, I've never like participated in public spaces. Like I had a private Instagram and I was in private discord servers that I would interact with my friends in and, you know, play games that way. But I've never like had a public Twitter account or before this, or like, you know, I've never had like an online friend. Um, so I, when all this happened, I just tried to ignore it for a couple of days <laughs> when people started like messaging me and being like, you're Abby, you're Abby's face model. And um, but eventually I couldn't ignore it. So I addressed it and I was like, I'm, I'm a pretty private person. I don't use social media much, but I will try to interact more. And, you know, I just kind of hung out like that for a while. People were like, oh, you should start a Twitch channel. You should start a YouTube channel. I was like, I don't I don't know about that. Like, I've never I never thought I had like the personality for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very introverted. I'm, I'm kind of shy. So I was uh, nervous about trying that. Um, I eventually did. Uh, uh, some uh, Elfet who makes. Elfet on Instagram reached out to me and he makes costumes and he asked if I could if he wouldn't if I wouldn't mind if he made me an Abby cosplay outfit and I was like sure that sounds fun and we took some photos and then he actually reached out to Cassina Cardana the face model for Dina mm -hmm. and was like you guys should collaborate you should make a video together and at first I was like I don't know I'm really nervous but we did it and it was really fun and after it released I was like you know what that was actually a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be and people are reacting to it well and they're enjoying it so maybe I maybe I can try this you know wow and I so I, I started my Twitch channel. My first stream was on uh, November 29th, uh, 2020. And um, I, I, I kind of went into it like, it's OK if I'm not good at this. It's OK if I if I fail or, you know, I thought maybe I'd be boring or people wouldn't like me. But I ended up really loving it and having a ton of fun. So I've been doing it, you know, every week since wow. then. Um, I also have a YouTube channel um, that my little brother edits like my, so my little brother takes the streams and then edits them into uh short videos so we can upload a series of what uh -huh. i've played and have it stored there so yeah, yeah i browsed it's, your it's channel for well. a little bit I, I browsed both your your youtube channel for a little i tried to do a little bit of homework i saw your instagram and your youtube and your twitch and what i thought what 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 struck me the most was just this the incredible juxtaposition i don't know why it struck me that much because abby is a fictional character it's obviously not you <laughs> but yeah. you being the face of that character it's quite a juxtaposition. Like she's very, uh, not very shy and she's very, um, uh, not very wholesome. Uh, in, yeah. in some senses she is, she has her wholesome moments, but she's got a very singularness of purpose 
which is, you know, violence and vengeance and that kind of thing. And then you go yeah. over to your YouTube channel and your Twitch channel, and it's just this incredibly wholesome content. <laughs> and you have this really wonderful community, too. Um, Thank you. <laughs> everybody just seems super nice over there and super supportive. And um, yeah, I just thought that, that was, I thought that that was such an interesting um, juxtaposition. But so you were raised in, in the Midwest. Was it a, sort of like a small town or, or, or what? was? Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a pretty small town. Like, we only had one high school, and all the farm kids had to get bussed in to it. So it wasn't, like, a super tiny town. It was, like, 20,000 people or so, but still pretty small. At least small, um, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was it was interesting growing up there. I, I lived in, in town. I didn't grow up on a farm or anything, and um, I was a pretty shy kid. I just I played a lot of video games. <laughs> I grew up, like, playing Nintendo. Um, I actually never had a PlayStation uh, growing up, I didn't have one until I worked at Naughty Dog, so I missed out on a lot of like really cool PlayStation games. Um, uh, I'm, in so I'm going same, back and trying to play. I'm in the same category, by the way. I, I grew oh, up really? with Nintendo. I had Ninten Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, and then when everybody was getting Xboxes and PS2s, I was like, nope, I'm going to get the GameCube. And <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I got a GameCube. I love the GameCube. <laughs> yeah, they had some great, great games on that um, platform. Mm -hmm. So, um, you're this shy person and then you end up in Los Angeles. That must have been quite a, quite a um, transformation for you. Yeah, it was, it was, I actually did not like living in LA at first, but I was very lucky. Um, I have an older sister who has lived out here for, um, I, don't, I don't know, like 10 or so years now. And I've lived out here for a while as well now, but um, I, I, I stayed with her at first and it was nice to know somebody. I can't imagine. And I know tons of people who just moved out here not knowing anybody and just like figuring it out. Uh, but I, I was fortunate to have her, but I, it was hard at first. I did not like living in LA for like the first couple of years because I was lonely. It was mm -hmm. hard for me to make friends and meet people, but things started getting better when I worked at Naughty Dog and like met people my own age that, right. um, yeah, I could hang out with and had similar interests. It's a little harder when you're a grown up, right? Like when you're a kid at the, yeah. on the playground, it's not that weird to walk up to another kid and be like, Hey, do you want to play with me? But when you're. <laughs> 25 or 26 and I had a similar story I grew up um I didn't grow up in a small town but in, in a suburb of San Francisco and then nice. um found some success on YouTube and got offered a job at this media company in LA and then I moved down here not knowing anybody and I had a similar oh, wow. experience the first couple of years it was uh you know I made a lot of friends but it was really tough and really lonely a lot of the times so I ended up moving back to the Bay Area and then more recently moved back down here with my girlfriend which has made it easier because you know and nice. um we have a lot of friends down here, but yeah, it was, it's a tough town. I mean, everybody here is like really trying to make something of themselves. And, um, there's a culture here that is very distinct. Um, yeah. Where, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it can be very transactional. Um, yes. Knowing people just to sort of get something from them and that can be sort of depressing, but you yeah. seem to have acclimated pretty well. You like living in the city now. Yeah. I, I mean, I met like so many, of the people that are like huge parts of my life now um, through Naughty Dog. And, you know, I, I have a, a good support network here and a lot of friends that um, I care about and we're, we're all, you know, like a good friend group. So I feel pretty comfortable and happy here. Like I would never want to move back home. <laughs> well, that's really good that you found, uh, you found your tribe down here. Yeah. It's, it's really important. <laughs> So um, I don't know if you knew like much about the podcast before you came on, but we, like the whole point of the podcast is just to sort of talk about mental health, like general mental health stuff and um, depression, anxiety. I mean, when you were growing up, did you have sort of, you had mentioned that you were, you, you had experienced anxiety, like coming, 
coming on the podcast, like thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, is anxiety a, a part of your long-term story? Yeah. It, de- anxiety and depression are definitely, I've, you know, I've been dealing with it honestly, since I was very, very young. I can't really remember a time where I wasn't like an anxious person. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, um, I always really struggled with it and I was kind of like in and out of therapy in my twenties. I had, it took me a long time to get comfortable going to therapy. I had a problem where I would go to therapy, talk about what was bothering me and then feel like I overshared and not want to go back. And (laughs) so that happened a few times, but it was actually like, um, like maybe three or so years ago that I started going to therapy regularly. Um, which which helped and um i also had always kind of been afraid of like taking medication daily that was something i avoided for a long time like even when i was going to therapy i i was like no i don't want to try it like we'll figure it out like through therapy um but it was actually right before covid started that my therapist was like i think like with you it's more of a chemical thing because you're doing all the steps and you're doing the right stuff and making good choices, but you still feel depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should definitely, I, I uh, encourage you to at least give being on antidepressants a chance. And mm-hmm. I did, and it actually helped a lot. And I started it honestly, right before COVID, which is the perfect time to start it. <laughs> Phenomenal timing. And, yeah. 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 And so it's, it's actually been a huge help. It's kind of changed my life. Honestly, it, I used to have days where I just could not get up or get out of bed. I just called my, like called them sadness puddle days where I just laid there, but mm-hmm. I haven't had a day like that in a long time. That's been wonderful. So now I want to go back and, and, and talk about the last of us Two experience because, oh boy, if you're, if yeah. you're an anxious or uh, if you're an anxious person or someone with a predisposition that's prone to depression, I can't even imagine. And on top of that, you were not a very public person. Um, the, the initial reaction to Abby was, uh, not great in a lot of circles online. Um, there was a visceral hatred from, um, no, there, there are a lot of gamers that can be very, uh, dehumanizing. That was a part of the culture for a really long time. I think it's getting better. I think it Mm -hmm. is getting a lot better. Um, but there are people that will not hesitate to send death threats or um, make personal chat, uh, attacks, um, not only on the, the um, game models and, and things like that, but on the developers themselves. Many of them yeah. have no control whatsoever creatively over the games. So I'm just wondering what, I mean, this was like the big question that, w- that I really wanted to ask you. is like, what was that experience like for you? I mean, that must have been uh, very tumultuous. Yeah, it was, it was wild. I, I think... Since I wasn't, so when the leaks happened, nobody, people didn't know who I was yet. And even when the game released initially, it, nobody knew who I was until like a week later. So things had kind of, I don't want to say they cooled off because they hadn't, but things had balanced out a little bit to where like, you know, we had that super high of like, really like a lot of anger and then people who were coming in and then people had started to come in and be like, no, like you, you can't like attack the people who worked on the game like it's okay to not like the game but you Mm -hmm. can't like that's that's not fair you know so i was already like in that state where there's like arguing going on like that um and when people it was actually really funny so when i like i said i'm not like a very online person but uh, one day i I took a nap after work and i woke up 
and there was a Reddit post, like a picture of me on Reddit. And they're like, oh, we found Abby's face model. And the guy who did it was like, I just Googled every all the models in the in the credits. And at the time I was like, I didn't even know they put me in the credits. Um, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was going to ask, how did they find you? But yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And uh, so, and like I said earlier, I for like two days, I just try to ignore it. But I had a private Instagram and I had actually like stopped using my Facebook account for a while. And that, when that happened, I was like, this is a good time to delete it. Like I'd been meaning to delete it for a while. I just hadn't gotten around to it. And so I deleted it then. And I also uh, on my Twitter account, I've always had one like for professional use, I guess. It's the one that you messaged me on. But I had changed the handle like a couple months before. And but the Google cache hadn't updated. So people would click on like they would Google like Jocelyn Mettler Twitter and they would it would go to my old uh, handle and it would be like, oh, this account doesn't exist anymore. And they saw my tw uh, Instagram account account was private and they're like, she got bullied off social media. Oh, people sent okay. her so much hate and uh, that had not happened at all. <laughs> Nobody had sent me anything yet. It was there wasn't enough time to. Um, and so that was like a huge rumor going around. I still hear that. Like, like people still say I got bullied off social media, which was not true. Right. Um, and, but to answer like your initial question, I'm sorry, I had to like preface with all this. No, no, no. Um, I, I go on whatever. I'm totally interested in everything you're saying. So if you want to go on okay, a rant, cool. go on a rant. Yeah. Um, so I, at first, you know, and then eventually I just, I made like a Twitter thread and I was like, okay, yeah, it's me. I did the thing, but I'm a very private person. Like. I'll try to interact more. Um, I know you guys think I got bullied off social media, but I didn't. Like, I'm right here. This is weird. And um, mostly everyone was very, very kind and supportive and, like, concerned about me. I got messages from, like, the de developers at Naughty Dog, like, apologizing. And I was like, no, nobody's sent me hate yet. But that, it did kind of start after that. And, you know, a lot of it was... Well, can I, can I just cut you off real quick and just ask you, did yeah. they... Did they... Um... So they, they approach you and they ask you if they, could, they can use your image. Um, did they explain to you or were they even aware that there was a risk that that there there would be a lot of hatred directed at you because Joel was such a beloved character? And um, did, did they give you any kind of sense like, you know, you may want to prepare for some people to like give you sort of a nasty backlash. Was there any kind of preparation like that? Um, No, not really. But I kind of knew that was like a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um which was part of the reason why I never planned on like outing myself and letting people know it was me. Um, and in my mind, the chance of people figuring out it was me was very, very low. I realize how naive that is now. But at the time I was like, they won't figure it out. It'll be fine. And I also kind of thought like if people did figure it out, they would just be like, that's, that's cool. That's like a new, that that's interesting. And then like move on to the next thing. I didn't think people would actually be that interested in me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they, they never like warned me directly, but it was it was kind of obvious that it was like a, a thing that might happen. Um, I just didn't think it would. <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack you. I just didn't want to forget that oh, question. No. But no, yeah. no, no, you're fine. Um, where was I? Um, oh, but yeah, at first, you know, people started coming going on that thread and just like doing all like posting the the memes that, that were going around of Abby, and I was just like, I don't care really. Um, like it's okay to hate the game. It's okay to hate the character. Like you are entitled to your opinion, but just, you know, leave me alone. Like, I'm, like, I, I didn't do anything wrong. And, uh, and then, and then I started getting some like death threats in my DMS and, you know, it was scary. It really was. But also it was, it was very strange because 
nobody knew anything about me. So the things that they would say were, I could, like, I could feel that they were just trying, like, throwing things out to try to hurt me, like, just saying shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody messaged me, and it was, like, a couple days after uh, this had happened, and they were just like, like, I hate you, you're so ugly, you're so annoying, and I hope your whole family dies of COVID. And I was like, how do you know I'm annoying? Like, you don't know, <laughs> like, I mean, I can be annoying, but you don't know me, like, I haven't said anything, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was interesting, and a lot of it felt like they were, they believed they were talking to Abby. Right. Uh, which was strange. And I think that's, it's part of the reason why I didn't, like there were days where I was upset and I would get scared of, because of some of the messages, but a lot of the time I was just baffled by it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Logically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's good that you had the logic, the, the rational sense to challenge, you know, to, to identify in that moment. These people aren't actually talking to me. They're talking to, like an avatar of me that they have in their minds. And yeah. um, I, I mean, I'm sure you're aware, but a, a, a huge part of the backlash, the initial backlash when it came to Abby came from a uh, very sort of anti-feminist, anti-LGTBQ folks who assumed that she was trans. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, there was, there was a trans character in the game and it was an excellent mm-hmm. character. Uh, but they just didn't know that they assumed it was Abby. And, um, for a lot of those people, the mere presence of, uh, people that belong in marginalized communities, um, is enough to infuriate them. So they, they, they think, well, the only reason you're putting that character in the game is to meet some sort of a quota rather than the fact that games can imitate real life where these people actually do exist. And exactly. um, One of the things I loved about, uh, the last of us too, is that they didn't treat these characters like a token character. You never thought, mm. um, you know, I wasn't really focused on anybody's kind of sexual identity whatsoever. When I was playing that game, these people just existed in that world. And that was, that was enough. There wasn't, there wasn't a need to like put a lot of pepper on it, but, um, yeah, I wonder what your reaction to that was when, when that, when that particular kind of backlash popped up, like what was your reaction to that? Um, I was like, I, I I mean, I just saw it as like any other kind of hate. Like they were mad because there was what they thought was a trans character in the game. And they were mad because this character killed their favorite character. And people would like, you know, and people still do like be like, oh, she looks like a man. Like she looks like a dude. Like, and like try to act like I am trans, which you know, it doesn't really bother me. There's nothing wrong with being trans, but I don't want those kind of comments to like hang around because that would, that could actually hurt somebody who was. Um, and I don't know. It was strange. And a lot of the times I have seen people like try to like, like in, in this one instance in particular, somebody had posted a, like they, they're arguing that Abby had a masculine face. And I've seen this argument hundreds and hundreds of times and then somebody always posts a photo of me and is like well this is the face model do you think she has a masculine face and that either like stops the conversation or is they just double down they're like yeah face model looks like a man like what like what do you want me to say like blah, blah, blah. and then it always always like unfurls until they're like i don't really care i just want to make people mad mm-hmm and that's what it comes down to. For so many of these people, they're not getting enough attention at home or they're having trouble in their lives. 
that they want to act out and get any kind of attention and negative attention is easier to get than positive attention kind of went off on a tangent there but no that, you're not going off on tangents by the way you're using okay, very good. coherent sentences that you're putting together um when you think about it it's kind of interesting the one-two punch of joel was that his character sort of represents in a way um the sort of masculinity that a lot of young frustrated men uh um idealize or fantasize about which mm -hmm. is this protector role for a small you know weaker uh woman or, or yeah. little, little girl and so for a character like abby to come in and and for them to think that she's trans and then she kills this this person who uh embodies the kind of masculinity that they aspire to um it evoked such a visceral response but it kind of makes sense when you think about it in that way yeah um yeah when you th i feel like the first game really did appeal to a certain kind of uh person like that like the kind of person you just described so i I, I I see how it came to this, I guess, I should say. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's, you know, one of the reasons why I loved the um, the expansion stuff or the DLC stuff in the first game and then and then the second game is because you really saw, you know, a different take on, on that sort of heroism. And then all of a sudden, um, Ellie is the one who's this incredible badass and so is Abby. And um, I, a little birdie told me, and when I say a little birdie, I mean... Just literally somebody on Twitter that I don't know. But they said that you actually didn't really like the game that much. Is that true? That's not true. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. They are always, always, always trying to make it seem like I don't like the game. I don't know why. So when I when That's I played strange. the game on Twitch. Yeah, when I played the game on Twitch, I I hadn't I was you know, after everything I'd been through and all the hate people had sent me um, I was nervous to play it again, and that scene with Abby and Joel is very difficult for me to watch. And I, you know, I, it's difficult for anyone to watch. It's mm -hmm. a it's a brutal fucking scene, and it's and, and for me in particular because of what happened in that scene, and the, like people treated me a certain way because of what happened in that scene. So I was extremely, extremely anxious when I was playing that live on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And all I said was, fucking hate this scene. And I didn't mean like, I hate the whole game. I right. hate this character. I just meant like, this is, I'm not having fun right now. I'm not enjoying watching this. Like, right. Yeah. And, and I've seen like a few people just run with that. Somebody like tweeted at me, like a photo of me and they're like, this is Jocelyn. She's Abby's face model. And like, surprisingly, she said she hated her character. And I was just like, no, I didn't. I really? like Abby. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I don't really know where that comes from. Like the only thing I can think of is that one clip where I'm just like, I fucking hate this scene. <laughs> well, Abby is such a challenging character. I can only imagine, like, if it was my face on that on that screen, um, I can I can only imagine the emotions that I would feel playing that, too, especially given everything that you went through afterwards. Um, yeah. But she. The first time I played it, I, I I had a visceral hatred for her because I <laughs> I loved Joel so much. Like in the first part of the game, you know, I really couldn't stand her. And then when it switches to her perspective, I was like, no, am I gonna have to do three days of Abby now? Like I I, had, <laughs> I was really disappointed. And then also I had like unlocked all these level ups for Ellie, and now I couldn't use them anymore. I was bummed about that too. Like all these level ups for my gun and everything 
But then as the story went on and you, and you got all this context for her character, I ended up really loving her as a character and like what she did for that story too. Um, but I wanted, yeah. yeah, that's, that's one thing that I wanted to ask you about was, well, I mean, we could talk about that. Like what, what, what is your take on, on, on Abby? Um, I really, so it's hard for me to like, you know, like give my take from like a player's perspective because I've always known what was going on with the game and who, what, like, you know, like I was totally spoiled before I have the game, like was even like really hit production. So they, t they told and, you that um, her character was going to be sympathetic towards the end, or that would be sort of a goal yep. of, of the, of the story and how it was structured. Okay. Yep. Um, like, like they said that she's a second playable character. Like you play three parts, uh, three days of Ellie, and then you go back and play like from Abby's perspective. Mm -hmm. You told me, oh, yeah, I knew that right away. And so, but I, you know, I, I like Abby. Um, and it definitely is like, I am like a little biased, I guess. Sure. Um, like I didn't have like, but when I, the, so something changed over the last year where before, like when I was talking about the game, when it was in development and when I first saw it, like I didn't know anything about Abby's personality or how she was really. Um, like that's not something I got from the pitch. So in my head, I was like, that's me. Like, that's my character. That, that, that's me. Look at me go. And so the first time I did see the death scene, um, actually, that was one thing that changed. I didn't know how the death scene happened. Um, it, I don't remember how it was in the pitch, but that it wasn't the way it was now. And I had heard, like, how it goes down, like, before I actually sat down and played the game. Mm -hmm. But it it was it was like a little traumatizing like i was sitting there i was like don't do it like please like stop yeah <laughs> i was you're, like you're ellie in that moment just like begging yeah to stop you yeah know? and i was just like i i didn't like like there was something inside of me it was like this is i, I was like mad at abby i was like but I, I didn't like visually viscerally hate her like so many players did because i knew what happens and how it goes mm -hmm. um but i was like mad at her i was like like that's like don't do that like and i'm I feel like that's like not something I would like obviously I would never kill somebody but even in that world I don't feel like I would be that type of person to go on this big revenge quest mm -hmm. so like that it it did start to like separate her from me and especially like over the last year like when I look at Abby I don't even think she looks like me anymore I just I just see Abby um oh I think she looks exactly like you by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's different for yeah. everybody else but for me i'm like this that's, that's just abby she you know what i mean it doesn't connect the same way it did before <laughs> mm. well um i mean there are a lot of like really brutal scenes in, in the game there's a love scene i mean like what was some of what what was it like to see well i mean you just said like you don't see yourself and her that same way i mean did you did you sort of make that transition while you were playing the game so like if i imagine me in a digital love scene i don't know what kind of <laughs> emotional, emotional reaction i would have had to that i mean i i would have been confused and sort of shocked um yeah what was what was so it I, like watching her do these things that you would have never done <laughs> that um way? so i like um so i always knew the love scene was gonna happen and they were very um uh thorough in making sure they had i consent to like have that scene mm -hmm. like before i even signed like the final paperwork and said yes i will be abby's face model i uh they asked me they're like there might be like a, a sex scene like would you be okay with that and i you know i thought that's not really my body so i don't care sure mm -hmm. and and then even right before the game came out they emailed me again and just wanted to double check and i was like yep it's like i said not my body i don't really care and i didn't know how it went down 
and I was like a little surprised at how um I don't really know the word like just how it was shot you know that's it not what very, I was expecting it was a very genuine scene I mean yeah. it, it seemed somewhat it was realistic <laughs> yeah realistic I think that would be a good word for it I, I didn't that's not what I was expecting but before <laughs> I actually played the game and I it actually took me a little bit to find at the time when the game came out I was working on two projects so I was working overtime and I had no free time so it actually took me a while to actually sit down and play the game but I had heard the leaks and seen the memes and everybody was like it seemed like everybody was freaking out about the scene and I was like oh my gosh it must be just way too much and I got there and you know I, I just kind of sat there and I was like yeah this is this is awkward but also it's not that bad <laughs> like I was expecting something so much more like graphic i guess or something yeah i it, it wasn't um I, I don't know it wasn't as intense i guess as i was assuming having seen the reaction to it sure um and people like you know people are always like asking me about the boat scene um just kind of being creeps about the boat scene and Oh, I hope you don't I mind don't me know. bringing it up. I mean, obviously, oh. like, if there's anything that... Okay, good. If there's anything you're good, you're that you good. feel um, uncomfortable talking about, I hope you feel comfortable enough telling me that you don't want to talk about it. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that, that's fine. Like, no, just, like, people, like, just, you know, being gross. Sure. Like, like they like to be on the internet. Did people, um, like, screen cap so it and send you, send you tweets of, or, like, that, that kind of harassment? Was there anything along those lines? Um, not, not really. Um... Like most of the like harassment would come in like DMs or um, people would come into my Twitch channel and say something, but then they would immediately get banned by my mods. Yeah. Um, at first, like there was a big problem with people making fake accounts of me um, because I didn't have a public Instagram account. I eventually set one up because they wouldn't stop making <laughs> mm -hmm. like fake accounts of me and trying to like scam people or whatever they were doing. And uh that was a lot of the problem. Um, people, you know, sending me hateful messages. Um, people pretending to be me um, and taking images of me and like finding images of me from like friends, social media and sharing those. And oh, wow. Yeah, it was like a little, little intense at first, but that, people that calmed down. And, I mean, you really got to yeah. dislike someone to, 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 to spend time like scouring the Internet to find images of them. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, and it was, it was people who disliked me, and it was also people who liked me a little too much, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was weird. Um, I, like, people still, like, just, they make little comments, and one of the main ways I've learned to deal with it is I just, I just try to ignore it as best as I can. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not always easy. And some days I, like, I fuck up and, like, talk shit back to them. But most of the time, I just, you know, ban or block and move on. Um, I always kind of decide, like, something I decided very early on was I was never going to, like, give a platform to these people. Like, I see a lot of people, when somebody says something mean to them online, they'll take a screenshot and then, like, post it on Twitter yep. or anywhere and be like, look at this asshole. And, like, they're totally, you know, they're justified to do that. I don't blame them. But that was something I told myself early on I was never going to do. And I, I do think that kind of helped me deal with it because it, that's what they want. They just yeah. want attention. And it, it takes their power away a little bit. 
Yeah, that's something that I've um I used to do that constantly. Like I I was um you know, nobody. I was I was this I, I lived in the Bay Area and I was waiting tables and um had no kind of online presence and then over the course of a year, um with Call of Duty which was the game I was playing at the time rising like meteorically in popularity. Um, my channel kind of got really big at the time and, um, oh, and I, and I spent a lot of time, you know, I still sometimes spend a little too much time on Twitter, but I would engage with these people that were sending me these like hateful messages constantly. Like I was like, in my mind, I was trying to send this message. Like I will not be bullied, but you're yeah. right. It just, it just invited more of the same kind of behavior. And then after a while of doing that, it can be quite corrosive and toxic. And so it's been, yeah. it's been sort of recently in the last couple of years where I really try my hardest to not do that anymore, to, send, to take the screenshots of people's um, messages and then, and then put it out, you know, for everyone on my feed to see. Um, yeah. and, I, and, and, and I feel a lot better. So I think that that's the move. I think you made a wise, yeah. a, a wise call early on in doing that. Yeah, and I think because like there is something therapeutic about like showing the people, like showing your followers, like look at this asshole, and then you guys can all like talk about it. And there's like some like good feelings of like kind of talking it out with people that you care about. Mm -hmm. And I'll still do that if somebody says something like particularly mean, I'll still send it to like a friend and be like, look at this asshole, and then we can talk about it. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't need to be a public execution. <laughs> sure. Well, what um. How long did it go on for? Like how long, I mean, do you, do you still get hateful messages or has it mostly died out at this point? It's mostly died out. Like it, it, it like slowly trickled off. Like I still get it. Uh, uh, like people will still like, you know, like every other day someone will comment and just be like, you're ugly or you look like a man or whatever. Really? Um, really? To this day, every other day? Yeah. I think that honestly, it's also just being a woman on the internet. Like sure. there's like there's it's just like a it's like a multiplication of the two. Like I think people will always just say mean things if they can. Mm -hmm. And but I think I do think it has definitely died out a lot. Like it, it was for a while it was you know, like multiple times a day, and then it was you know, multiple times like and then it was just like maybe once a day and this has been like over the course of a year. And there were times where it would spike back up. Yeah. But um like when something happened with the game or if there was like a viral tweet or whatever. And, um, or if, um, like, if they do like a season two of the last of us for the HBO series and then Abby's yeah. a character in that, I'm sure they'll, you'll, you'll see sort of a renaissance of that as well. So I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not as, it's not as happening as much as it was before, but I do believe like it, it'll always just kind of happen because that's just how people are. <laughs> unfortunately. Well, as difficult as that must've been, and I'm sure that was very difficult. Um, I just think it's so cool that you kind of flipped or flipped it around and, and you springboarded off that to um, cultivate your own community on Twitch, which again oh, is extremely wholesome. Like your chat is so wholesome. They're so kind and supportive of you. That's so great. Um, yeah, they're really sweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's quite a thing to turn it around like that. So I think know. that... And that, that, you know, this is not what I expect. This has been the, like, somehow, like, the most, like, uneventful, but also eventful year of my life with, like, the lockdown and all, but all of this happening. Like, I never expected to be 
like famous, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't think the the Twitch channel or the YouTube channel would do well. Like, it just didn't seem like something I would be good at. But it like I'm having a lot of fun, and I've I've met like some really cool people, and uh, yeah, like I built like a nice little community that I really enjoy hanging out with. So it, it's there's definitely like a lot of more positives from this, I think, than negatives. So you never had any kind of inclination to um, to be a public person at all before this? You didn't look at influencers and think, oh, that might be kind of fun. Uh, like even just like a tiny little part of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say a tiny little part of me, but it was always something that I was just like, but it will be a disaster. So don't do it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like when Animal Crossing came out, I was playing it a lot. And I have friends who stream and uh, like I have some friends who do YouTube and um, I have like 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 some of my really good friends would stream and it would just be like you know like 10 of us hanging out with their chat and um that was always really fun for me but when animal crossing came out i was just playing it constantly and my one friend was like you should stream it like you should like set up a twitch channel and stream it and like this is before people figured out who i was and my brain like i went like i like had never really thought about actually doing that before and i i had this whole like i don't know like like imagination session where I was like, oh, that would be really cool. What if I could like stream Animal Crossing and have a nice time and like meet cool people and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so like there definitely were moments where I was like, yeah, that could be fun. But I I always just assumed I would be bad at it. <laughs> so I never did it. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Like so many of the, so many of the, so many um, content creators uh, have YouTube channels or stream or whatever. They, 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 they're, they're very warm and outgoing and seemingly extroverted when they're in their videos and on their streams. But then when you actually talk to them and meet them in real life, a lot of these people are very shy, awkward people. So it's, it's, it is very interesting that, um, this, this medium has given people an opportunity to explore sides of them that were maybe more extroverted than they initially thought. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. Have, have you felt yourself sort of like change as a person in, in your real life? Has, has streaming and, and doing the content creation sort of led you to be a little bit more extroverted outside of uh, the internet? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, even like with my job, like I had a, re- like, you know, we do like six month reviews um, with work and uh, even they pointed out, they're like, you seem a lot more confident since you started streaming. And I was like, that's good. <laughs> Wow. That's wonderful. But I, I do, I do agree. I do feel it more. And I feel um, a little bit more comfortable, like talking to people um, out in the world, which is not like, I've always kind of had a hard time meeting new people um, and getting really nervous around people I've never met before. Um, but it, it is, a, it is a little bit easier. I still kind of have trouble, but I'm not as like terrified of meeting new people, if that makes any sense at all. Oh dear. How do you feel right now? Are you good? Everything good? good? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally good. Um, it's like, uh, my AC is broken, (laughs) so I'm like sweaty, but other than that, I'm fine. Oh, you don't, you don't look very sweaty. So I think you're good. good. I have, I've got this bright new camera now and I got these lights. So I, I need to start powdering my forehead or something, but no, you, (laughs) I don't see any glistening or anything like that. Okay, great. Um, well, so had anybody reached out to you before, like anybody, if like um, uh, um, gaming publications, like Game Informer, I don't, I don't know who's still in business these days when it comes to game journal, like Kotaku. Did anybody reach out to you um, and like ask you about your experience? Um, none of like the big ones, but I've had a lot of people, you know, like reach out and want to talk to me about The Last of Us, and I've 
I've honestly always uh, declined interviews about The Last of Us because um, as a developer, I it's weird for me to talk about The Last of Us as, as if something I worked on. Um, I didn't really do that much work for The Last of Us Part 2. I uh, got my head scanned. I went in and had like helped out with like a few like concept photos, but I know people and like people that I'm very close to and care about a lot that like worked on this game for years and worked really hard. So it's like mm -hmm. strange for me to try to like be interviewed for this game I didn't work on when I was working on a completely different game uh, for years. But I the reason like when you reached out to me, you asked about like my personal experience um, with like, you know, like the Internet and mental health. And I was like, that's actually something I would love to talk about. I don't really know how much I can talk about The Last of Us Part Two, mm -hmm. <laughs> just like just that. You know what I mean? Sure. So. Um, but yeah, I've never, and like Kotaku or Game Informer, none of the big ones have ever reached out, which I would probably be still be a little bit nervous to talk to i might actually send them to naughty dogs pr department <laughs> well what would you say is like what, what would i mean how long has it been since the game launched it's been probably about a year right a little over yeah a year. um mm -hmm. what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've you've gleaned in the last year of your life on this planet i mean if you had to condense it all um what are some of the lessons that you'll take with you for the rest of your life um think there's like a few things um definitely dealing with unsavory people it's better to just ignore them like you can't like talk them down like there was a time where i would try to like reason with these people <laughs> right where which was stupid but like you can't do that that's like a big that's a big lesson i think that's something that most people know but for some reason it took me a bit to figure it out uh another big thing that i learned is i've always kind of had a hard time take putting my thoughts into words and uh i i got really good at do, about doing that about how i felt to com to communicate with people when there was like an issue but when it came to just like how i felt about like a video game or um just like you know something that's not that important i've gotten a lot better about doing that i guess um why do you think that is um i think because people like i've just you know, I've always been very quiet and I would only really speak when or like especially around people I don't know, talk to people who I felt very comfortable with. And so it would they wouldn't mind if it took me a minute to like explain what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. But I think like being on stream, I wanted to condense my thoughts into something that was like packaged and like digestible, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um I yeah, I think I think it's a lot and like just like believing in myself i know that's so cheesy but like i said i did not think i would be good at streaming or that i would enjoy it and i think it definitely like pushing myself to do things that i'm not comfortable doing like getting outside my comfort zone how is that how's that how's that applied outside of have you have you gone outside of your comfort zone else in other areas of your life as well um not so much with like well i guess that's um, a kind of a tricky question just because life kind of kind of got put on yeah pause <laughs> yeah. for like the last year so i don't know if that's super relevant just yet but yeah yeah um, yeah um yeah i mean like I, I feel like i would be more comfortable like going like i always was like nervous about going places by myself going new places and i think i could do stuff like that easier now mm -hmm. yeah teaches you resilience the internet sometimes and how yeah. awful it is um 
and and you know like knowing knowing what i know know about you now about how you you were this sort of otherwise shy introverted person who didn't really have um serious aspira aspirations of being a public public person and then going through what you went through um to come out the other side of that you strike me as remarkably resilient and i think that that is you know like a wonderful arc and i think that Thank you. that's one of the reasons why i wanted to have you come on here is um to tell everybody about that experience and, and, and to sort of um, share this idea that you can go through these things in your life that can be personally extremely challenging and then and that's not pleasant it's not fun nobody should have to go through, through these things but you can uh you can gain very useful insight into yourself and into the world and then it, it can change you for the better to go through those kinds of experiences i think you're just such a good example of that so well, thank you. <laughs> Kudos to you. I think that's awesome. I think your story is so interesting. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think um, getting my mental health in check uh, before this all happened was a big key to that. I think maybe if this had happened like five or so years ago, I might have had a much harder time. Right. But yeah. Having like a, like being in the headspace that I am now, I, I, I think that helped a lot. <laughs> Was your therapist just like, wow, when you were telling her everything that was going on? Or It was funny, actually, because I had this therapist that I loved. She was amazing. And she retired right before this happened. So I was waiting for oh, an appointment no. with a new one. And uh, I, you know, I got to the appointment with a new therapist who was also great. But I was like, so a lot has changed. <laughs> sure. I'm famous now. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. <laughs> Well, um, I just want to thank you again for coming on. Um, yeah, thank I, you for having me. I was not expecting you to 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 message back. And then when you did, I was really? like, wow, this is great. But yeah, when I sent it, I was like, she's not going to message back. I'm sure she gets asked quite a bit. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like the whole point, like I said, of, about the about the podcast is to, you know, share difficult experiences and then get into solution a bit and and talk about how these experiences can shape you into a better person, more empathetic person and all that kind of stuff. And for you to come on and, 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 you know, be honest about your experience with a total stranger. I really appreciate it. You know, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I could probably talk for like another few hours and ask you all kinds of questions about like what that experience was like, but just like you said, we're going to try to keep it a little compact. Um, for sure. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you once again for lending your time. Do you want to plug anything? Like where, where can they find you on oh, yeah. um, social uh, media and all that stuff? I am uh, Jocelyn online on Twitch and YouTube. And uh, on Twitter, I'm Jocelyn underscore Mettler. <laughs> and uh, on Instagram, I'm Jocelyn Mettler VFX. It's very long. I'm sorry. I don't know why I chose that one. <laughs> and what, yeah, are you, thank what, are you. You, what are you playing on Twitch right now? Um, we were playing... Uh, res so we do on Saturdays we play what's ever new and relevant um, because I can stream earlier in the day so more people can join and we've been playing Resident Evil 8 I'm probably going to finish that next weekend and then on during the week and I, I play on Saturdays at noon Pacific time and then on Mondays and Wednesdays I play at 8pm and we've been playing Final Fantasy 7 remake I've never played a Final Fantasy 7 uh, Final Fantasy game before and I'm getting like emotionally destroyed by it so it's <laughs> it's been fun <laughs> Okay, great. Yeah, guys, check her out and um, swing by. Give her a like and a follow and all that stuff. And yeah, thank you again for coming on and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I wish you just the best of luck with your streaming and everything. That's great. Thank you so much. You have a good rest of your stream. Have all a right. good one. Bye-bye, Jocelyn. Bye, Take guys. Man, what a story. Man, that what a story.
What a what a wild story. She's so sweet and kind. And I feel so protective. <laughs> Those fucking assholes went after her on the internet. That sucks, but I mean that that really does take a remarkable amount of resilience to go through what she went through and um still still be this just like incredibly pleasant kind person. I just think that's such a wonderful story.